Hey you fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 109. One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with lights. Purple, green, brilliant yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Adam and I are having the same chuckle <laughs> that we've done for the last couple of weeks since we pointed out... Well, Adam... Uh, <laughs> Adam pointed out that um, the Matt Smith sound clip it sounds like he's wasted just throwing <laughs> empty beer bottles up at the Dalek ships and <laughs> so, so it's well, funny. Oh, Sorry, here we go go on go oh on. no 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 I was just going to say it's funny because you know when, when you were doing the clips for the intro and you you saying how hard it was to find a yes. eighth Doctor clip yeah, it was hard um, yep. without any music and you know because it was obviously uh you know, mixing with the theme tune, mm-hmm. so it was a bit awkward. And I noticed the same thing with the, they've just released a trailer for the Blu ray, uh, yes. you know, the Ape Doctor TV movie Blu ray. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the same thing, they've obviously struggled because they've got a theme playing over it, and their music sort of really bashes with the, the theme as well. I was thinking, I bet they were the same, thinking, oh god, we can't mix it. And yeah, it's a nightmare, it is no, because there's no, there's very little bits in the tv movie where the doctor's talking but there isn't music is there which makes it hard if you're trying to find a a little audio clip mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so yes. yeah so i'll to that listen to our theme kicking in this morning yes it is difficult yeah anyway and, thro- and i've thrown you off your intro now haven't i that's, a, that's cool anyways welcome welcome aboard the tardis episode 109 hope you guys have had a fantastic week and that you've managed to consume something Doctor Who related, whether it be a comic or a book or an episode or Big Finish or a colouring book or played with some toys or (laughs) played Doctor Who Monopoly or dusted all the dust off of your shelves. I'm hoping you've done all of those things. (laughs) Uh, That would be an amazing week if you managed to get all those. But no, I've done hardly any of that. (laughs) <laughs> in fact, really? I've done two of those things, I think. Is uh, one of them dust in the shelf? It is, yes. Yeah. That has to be done. That's uh, a critical moment <laughs> each week. Because if you leave it and you leave, you just leave it and leave it, you end up with just massive clumps. Because so, what happens is all the stuff on your shelf turns from its natural colour, what it should be, to like this kind of soft grey colour. Because mm. the dust mm. is just, you know, coated everything. So yeah. your nice sort of dark blue TARDIS uh, replicas and toys, they don't look dark blue anymore. They look like this sort of faded light blue. Yeah, I know what you mean. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, in the in the classic series, they never used to worry about it. Like I've seen um, John Pertwee's console <laughs> rising with a thick layer of dust on top oh, of it yeah. and fingerprints yeah. and stuff. They, you know, they didn't worry about that stuff back then. Oh, do you know what? Uh, just leave it. It'll, it'll sort itself out. That's one thing that always astonishes me about 
watching some of the classic stuff is that the condition of the <laughs> TARDIS console and just the um, the interior TARDIS set in general because it's it gets to the point where it's not too bad at the start of a series or at the start of a Doctor's run. But then as you get through the series or through their, you know, their run, by the end of it, it's like um, uh, all of the all of the interior walls are all scuffed at the bottom. The TARDIS mm-hmm. consoles all mashed up and scuffed. No one's cleaned it. It's like, wow, you know, this is like, if you can imagine the TARDIS set now, you know, Capaldi's set, that's probably maintained, you know, so intricately like everything is cleaned yeah. and dusted so it looks all you know nice and like it it looks brand new every episode yeah and that yeah, always amazes me about the classic stuff there was nobody in the entire production that thought we should probably run a duster over the console <laughs> now and then that's that's why the, that's why there's no set in battlefield because it was so bad they threw it in the bin <laughs> they logged it away yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, do you think of the TARDIS as well in Spearhead from Space? You know, brand new series, Doctor Who's back in colour for the first time. Yeah, just knock that old TARDIS prop up where we have all the lights smashed. Oh, Joe Public won't notice. <laughs> well, the yeah. lights smashed. Yeah, the lights uh, seem better days. Yeah. I mean, when Pertwee falls out of that TARDIS, it n- nearly falls with him. It you wobbles, know? doesn't it, a lot? Oh, it yeah. creaks and wobbles and, yeah. yeah. In fact, it did. And then, which story is it? Seeds of Doom. Although we don't see it on screen, is is when it actually finally gave up the ghost and collapsed on top of poor old Liz Sladen. Oh yeah, yeah, she hurt yeah. herself, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. the blooming flop just <laughs> finally said, "You know what? I've had enough." <laughs> is that as bad or as funny as the uh, prop disaster from Greatest Show in the Galaxy, where the head clown takes a oh. wall up to the head? Oh no, from, that's uh, yeah. oh. That makes me wince every time, that thing. It makes your knees go funny. Yeah, and that actually you know. is, I mean, the, the obviously the TARDIS prop collapsed in hasn't, you know, it doesn't survive on film. So, um, But that actually does, so you can watch that yeah. on the outtakes of the DVD or the making of whatever. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, it clunks him right in the head, doesn't it? Yeah. Poor old Chief Clown. Yeah, che- yeah, that's it. Chief Clown takes a bonk straight yeah. to the noggin. Yeah, that'll it, that'll take that smile off his face. <laughs> well, yeah, good job it was painted on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, I've got to say a big, uh, big wave and hello to um, a bunch of new listeners that have jumped on board. Um, had quite a few tweets over the last week. People saying that they discovered the podcast or people had recommended it, so that's all good. So oh, excellent. Virtually, sonically waving to all you guys. Welcome aboard. <laughs> hello. Welcome. Yeah. And long termers. Grizzled Ancients, hello to you Lurkers too. and lurkers. lurkers. Whoever you are, yes. Hello to you. <laughs> what have you been up to, mate? Anything? Well, I'd, I've managed to cram quite a lot in this week, actually. You know when you were listing a whole load of stuff? Yeah. I could tick off a few of them. Oh, cool. Because I've, co- I've read a comic. I've read the new Third Doctor comic, Ooh, okay. which is brilliant, actually. I don't know. Have you got it yet? I've not got those, no. Oh, you're going to love it. Right. Y- yeah. I mean, it's only issue one. It's, it's literally just come out. Um, it's really, really good. So I read that, um, loved it. Because you know I've been getting a bit behind with the comics. So I thought, right, issue one, let's let's get into this. Uh, I also watched a bit of TV, so tick that one off. I watched uh, The Rescue, you okay. know, because we reviewed yeah. um, The Romans the other week. Mm-hmm. And I and I kind of wanted more heart. I needed a bit more heart and all mm-hmm. after watching that. And because they're in a box set together, I thought, I'll just watch that. Nice little two-parter. I can fit that in this week. Watch that. I'm not going to say what I thought of it because we haven't reviewed it yet, but um, great to get another 
fix of heart though because mm-hmm. he's he's just superb and uh, and i also listened to a bit of audio um do you know the guy chris thompson yes does the second doctor impression that's right um yeah i've been chatting to him quite a bit recently and uh, been going back and listening to his audios that he produced um they are superb he's done three so far okay so i've been listening to a bit of that and uh, the first ones was the ice warriors and i mean firstly his his impersonation of the second doctor is bang on he's brilliant as the second doctor but um but the whole production of it is so good i mean it's like you know it's up there a big finish like the music the sound design it's, it's just brilliant and they're nice little 20 minute episodes as well which suit me perfect because oh, i don't zone out i don't mm-hmm. start sort of doing you know doing a bit of dusting or whatever so yeah i've been listening to a bit of that and uh, really enjoying those so I've, I've had quite a good week who wise actually got no work done but I've, I've, got, I've got plenty of who going on well when you've got when you've done that amount of who stuff mm. that's an achievement in itself well, I needed to keep my mind on something because it's not all been good. Oh. I am still waiting for my TV movie Blu-ray to be dispatched from Amazon. Oh. Yeah. And I've been seeing all these people posting pictures. Oh, I've got it. Look what I've got. Oh, here's the disc. And, you know, oh, actually, the picture quality is really good. And here's a screen grab. And I've been like, where's my blimmin' Blu-ray? It's been out nearly a week. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy. I have finally got an email this morning saying it's due for delivery on Saturday. And I'm like, oh, really? I, don't know what, hmm. I don't know what's taking them so long. But I tell you, recently Amazon have been rubbish with deliveries. So I'm oh. really starting to go go off them. So I don't think I'm going to use them for pre-orders after this because I'm, you know what I'm like. I want it now. I, want it. <laughs> I didn't expect to get it on the day of release because I didn't pay for it to... You have to pay extra if you want on day release. So I thought, well, it'll probably arrive day or two after. That's what that's what they used to do. Mm. But uh, no, nearly a week late. So not very happy. Mm. I mean, it's not as if I haven't got it. It's you know, it's not as it, it's not really a big deal. I just I just want it. <laughs> just want it in the collection. You know, I have heard it's a little bit lazy though. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures of it. Um, apparently the the set. You know, it's a two disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently the second disc is literally just the same as it was in the special edition. So it's the, even the barcode is the same because none is. of the special yeah. features are um, have been upscaled, obviously. So it's it's literally you're literally buying one new disc and one that's been out for ages. Correct. I think so. Uh, so I understand. Obviously, I haven't got mine, so I can't can't confirm that. But that's that's what I've heard. So that's that's a bit shoddy, isn't it? So that's yes. basically that's not even a Blu-ray, really, is it? Mm, um, well, I can confirm. Oh, have you, you've got it, have you? Yes. Oh. I can confirm that the second disc is just the same mm. as you would buy in the DVD set. So is it DVD or Blu-ray? Um, well, no, the first disc is a Blu-ray disc, yeah, which has got the movie on it, and it's got a couple of extra features in the menu on the Blu-ray disc. Right, right. And then the second disc is just the DVD. Oh, that that is shoddy then, yeah. A little bit. Oh, where did you get yeah. yours from, just out of interest? <laughs> uh, Not Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> really? Yeah. When did yours arrive? Monday. Okay, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you said it, and I was, I was like, hmm, don't know what to say here. This could be potentially horrific. <laughs> you could lose it. On, you could lose it. Uh, you could lose it live on air. I was going to say, I don't know what term to use. Yeah, live on air is just going to go crazy. But yeah, um, I pre-ordered it, I think, about to well when it when it was announced a couple of months ago which i'm you sure you that, did as well yeah well i did i've had an order for ages mm. yeah um you know that scene in force awakens where vader and uh, no sorry where um kylo ren 
Oh, yeah, smashes yeah, yeah. up all the equipment. <laughs> yeah, when he gets told that bit of bad news and he just, yeah. Yeah, and he loses it. Lightsaber that, that's out. That's and... going to happen <laughs> as, soon as, we, as soon as we call cut. <laughs> oh, dear. This could be a delicate show then. You're yeah. feeling a bit, yeah, miffed yeah. at Amazon. Well, no, actually, no, I just, uh, no, I, I, I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just wipe God. away a little tear. Yeah. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> so yeah i've got it's fine i've got plenty of, I've, I've got plenty of other stuff i can just i'll just hold it close i'm fine yeah stiff yeah. upper lip and all that that's it yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah apart from that a good week for me good good <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you tell us what the other thing was because you said you did dusting and oh a dusting and just watching some who oh okay watching yeah. some. yes uh, uh so yes last couple well last week for me just consisted of dusting my Doctor Who shelves um, because it does really annoy me when I've left it for too long mm. and I have to buy a, um, a a pack of dusters specifically for those shelves because I know it's just caked in dust. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. Um, I watched the the TV movie on Blu-ray, oh, which I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, I watched our review app, obviously. Yeah. Um, and also, also, this happens all the time. When, whenever we do um, uh, a tenant review, I always find myself just wanting to carry on watching through the series. Mm. Um, so I watched the next few after that. So um, 42, um, Human Nature and Family of Blood, which come after oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lazarus. So, um, yeah, I had a bit of a little sort of mini tenant uh, marathon um, and went through and listened to – I went back, sorry, and listened to – because I haven't really got any new big finish – um, haven't got anything new for a while, um, but I listened to Light at the End again. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which seems to be a bit of a go-to for me. I'm not sure when I'm ever, whenever I'm bored, I just want to stick on some big finish. Mm. Um, I reach for that one. I'm not sure why, just because it's got a bit like classic Mon- uh, classic Doctor's New Monsters. It's just got like you know all the Doctors, you know, doing their thing, and it's quite an easy listen because it's not one one Doctor, you know, yeah, doing his thing. You know, it's like lots of nice, cool little 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 bit so um yeah kind of a light week yeah not too bad though for for who yeah. not too bad yeah. not too bad you an not average bad in a week, week is it yeah an <laughs> average whovian's week yeah i would say um so yeah oh, one thing i will say about the tv movie the blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> is um if you haven't uh, any listeners that haven't pre-ordered it and got it and you know, haven't or, or not thinking of buying it, um, you're not missing out too much, put it that way. Yeah, that's that's the feeling I got. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, you're not it's not like night and day difference between the DVD that you've already got versus this new one, purely because it's just an upscale. So although the picture quality is improved, it's an improvement over the DVD um, and the audio as well, it really isn't enough to sort of think oh no i haven't got it yet and i'm desperate to watch it don't worry <laughs> you know it's really not yeah i wouldn't say it's like a sort of big anti-climax or a fail or anything but yeah it, it would it would have been amazing if they'd have gone back to the original film and did a clean up and restore and a rescan you know in into proper high res uh, sorry high definition that would have been amazing it would have looked absolutely brilliant but um you know it it it's a shame when you have something like Spearhead from Space that looks better than something that was made however many years after. Mm, I don't know what the yeah. gap is between that and 
uh, the 20 TV movie, but years or 20 yeah yeah but yeah spearhead just knocks socks off of it it's strange isn't yeah. it because um i keep reading about the the actual original film prints um I've, I've read two different things and i wish i need to get some clarification on this are either held by fox the company who won't let them be used or something like that is it fox that made it i can't remember whoever made it so somebody's either got them and won't let the original films be used, mm-hmm. which sounds a bit strange, or that they've been, I read the other day, that the original prints have been lost. The actual original film's lost, so they've only got this sort of digital copy no, in the archives. No. And so. But there is some, there is there does seem to be a reason why, but I'm not quite sure what that reason is, that they can't use the original film prints. Yeah, I think it, yeah, the, the film prints are definitely there. Um, they're just held by, I think it's, you're right, yeah, I think it might be Fox who... Who, who own the rights to um, the original films and everything like that. But um, See, that seems strange, doesn't it? So they, they've got yeah. the rights to release it, but they won't let them use the original film. But I, don't, I just don't care. I don't know how these things work, but it seems bizarre to me that. Yeah, so they just took the original master that they used to make the DVD. They just used that and upscaled it, basically. Mm-hmm. So they, were, yeah. they didn't get access to the original film, which is a shame. But um, but it's all to do with licensing and legal agreements and stuff. Exactly the same thing happens with... Um, and uh, let's just caveat this next section with this. It's not a Star Wars podcast. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's the same thing where um, A New Hope um, was... Um, the, the, that was Fox, wasn't it? That was 20th Century Fox, yeah. And they... Um, hold the rights to the original film negative, which is why we haven't seen a um, a rescan and restore up to um, like the 4K, like the new Ultra HD and 4K and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, because they hold the rights to that bit of it, whereas you know, it, it's just weird. It's like the licensing and legal stuff behind, you know, who owns the certain properties. It's a bit of a See, that worries me because I just have visions of them just in an old, you know, cupboard in Fox's <laughs> warehouse, just gathering mold and dust and, do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, we can't use them, so we're not bothered about them. And, well, you know, they're not being looked after sort of thing. That's what I worry about. If they're just... Yeah, they'll just be you know, in one of those silver oh, sort of round canisters just up on the shelf somewhere. Just, oh, no. And they'll probably stay there for another however many years before they decide to do something decent with them, but... <laughs> just out of just out of vision then of me and you in an old people's home at 90 years old and me going gary they're releasing the original star wars <laughs> on some new format that doesn't yeah, even have yeah. a name yet and me and you trying to get up and dance for our walkie sticks hooray hooray because <laughs> that's how long it's going to be isn't it yeah i thought um you're going to go the other way with that then i thought you had visions of us in balaclavas and and black gear, a lot of parasailing down into Fox's warehouse. Well, I searching. have got that vision, but I'm not admitting it on a podcast. <laughs> With like, not... the, you know, the little head, uh, the helmet torches that miners use. Yeah. Yeah, just scanning through all the shelves. I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get home, it's like, well, what do we do with this then? Yeah. don't know. Get an old projector out. Should yeah. we have a sit down? <laughs> Put it on, yeah, get one of those old reel-to-reel. <laughs> projector film projector things oh this looks crap yeah probably take it back shouldn't we yeah <laughs> and then see the blue flashing lights outside yeah ah. Dear. Ah. anyway enough talk of our future endeavors mm. future projects come, to get the coming origin. to you from a prison cell <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming to you from her majesty's whatever 
<laughs> um, let's do some news, shall we? Shall we land TARDIS? Okay. Do some newsage. Hashtag class. The upcoming spin-off show, Class, has had a new teaser image released. Well, about time, because they've had about two floating around since it was first announced. Mm. Uh, And uh, for those listeners that have not seen the teaser image, it is, if I can describe it um, as best I can, it is set, I believe, in a classroom, (laughs) funnily enough. Mm. Uh, there's a blackboard in the background with various equations on. Yeah. And in front of the blackboard is one of the characters from class. Um, I can't remember what character this is. You'll have to tell me, mate. Um, and uh, it's, it's one of the elder. <laughs> she's not old, but it's just one of the older uh, main female cast. Um, she's sort of leaning in this sort of attitude type, bring it on pose. Yeah. And hand in pocket, and in the other hand, she's holding what looks like some sort of alien slash futuristic slash uh, not of this world uh, laser pistol with a bright blue glow at the top. Mm. Um, and the only piece of text describing the image is "War is coming." And so what I love about this, I saw a, a, someone had, <laughs> do you remember when you used to take your photos to Boots and they used to come back with quality control stickers on? Because this one's got the head cut off, I saw a brilliant sort of mock-up of this on Twitter that just got that sticker saying quality control. Because that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought, well, where's her head? They've like chopped her head off in the photo. Yeah. I guess I know they've done it to create air of mystery and it's very cool and very arty, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um but um, but yeah, it did did make me laugh. That um, what can you take from this image? Though the head chopped off. So what can you take from it? Um, board in the background's got the, the blackboard's got the writing. Bit like you know when the twelfth Doctor had his blackboard for the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, the gun, I suppose. You know, having a head chopped off draws your eyes to the gun. Yep. In the photo, which uh, looks quite cool, I suppose. Yeah, it's quite a cool looking laser gun whatever yeah um the pose is very attitude isn't it like mm-hmm. you said but what else can you take from that image yeah i don't know i thought because i thought well this will be one of a few i thought they'll do one each over a course of a week or something and introducing the characters but this this is now about a week or two old and we haven't had any more yet have we I this don't is it believe, no i think this is it mm. yeah um so what, what are you taking from this is this is this getting your war is coming is this getting you getting you excited um, well, um, not really, because uh, in exactly the same way as my reaction to the logo that they released when the three novels were announced. Oh, yes, you weren't company, impressed, were you? Um, mm. This looks just too generic to me. It looks like sci-fi that we've, we're used to, and it looks like stuff that we've, that's been and gone before, mm. unfortunately. I um you know, and one one thing that we hate doing, both of us hate doing, is you know being a negative ninny about stuff. But you know, you've got to just you know we can't lie to you guys and say yeah, mm. this looks absolutely brilliant and it's going to be amazing because 
honestly don't feel that way. I just think that it looks too, I don't know. It just doesn't shout, nothing shouts out to me like, well, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that is about. Mm. Or, you know, it just looks like, you know, sci-fi that we've seen many times before. They, they they need to drop a trailer, don't they? Mm-hmm. That's 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 what we we need to see a trailer. We need to get you know some little snippets of what we're in for. I think to to, to really save this because they are being a bit lax at the minute. It's supposed to air end of October, I think. Is that what they're saying? Somewhere um, around there. I'm not sure. I think it's the end. Yeah, because we're nearly at the or, end of September now, aren't we? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to get a bit more going on this because they've set up a, a Snapchat account as well, and mm-hmm. they were like saying it's going to be all this exclusive stuff, and then and then they just literally just posted what we've already seen, which is nothing. Um, so that was a bit of a letdown. So they need to ramp up the promotion a bit on this. I think uh, we definitely need to get a trailer drop so we can have a look at that. Um, I've heard a few bits floating around. Apparently, um, I think it was Patrick Ness said this i'm not sure but um said that it's uh, it's not suitable for kids yeah. uh, this program he wants to make it clear that this is a aimed at a sort of teenage to adult market yeah um well yeah i know i thought that as well because class school kids but no apparently this is is, is going to be quite adult um i've heard about some of the stuff that the bbc were apparently worried about um, including sex scenes and uh, and stuff like that, that BBC are a bit like, oh, we're not sure this is a bit much um, that comes later in the series. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I hope this isn't going to go down the same route as Doctor Who in not knowing its audience, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> like Doctor Who yeah. seems to have really sort of lost track of where it's going and who it's appealing to. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, until we get a bit more to go on, I guess we can't tell, but... At the minute, it's sounding a little bit... Um, yeah. yeah, and I was trying to figure out if there was anything to the the equations and the algebra stuff on the blackboard behind her, but my mathematical mind is not as... Uh, not oh, yeah, on, yeah. Not on par with some, you know, whichever genius has wrote these out. I'm, I was trying to think, is there anything to that that could give anything away? But I'm, I'm if we've got any mathematicians who listen, who have seen the image that can put any... Um, uh, putting you these equations in context or anything that'd be good but to me it just looks like random Nonsense. gibberish yeah so um, in fact it looks backwards I've just noticed because the, the equals R it's got like R plus R plus R equals R but that's just, it's backwards I don't know perhaps they put the picture around the wrong way or something who knows mm. who knows I don't know but um, yeah um, it's good that we've had a little snippet of something I guess but it's still not shouting anything to me like um like Gary, you need to make sure that you're free, you know, on the, the evening this goes out because it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. It'll probably be one of those I'll probably catch it, you know, the next day or two after it goes out. Unless, you know, Twitter explodes and it's like, oh my God, this is the best thing since Game of Thrones or whatever you've got to see. <laughs> okay. so, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be watching the first one because I'm just so intrigued by it. But uh, but we'll see. Mm. Um, and I just keep looking at that gun and there are things I want to say, but I won't because this is a family podcast. Um, but <laughs> but I'm just looking at it thinking that is a gun that she's pulled out there, isn't it? And it's not definitely, some- uh, yep. It just it does look a bit dodgy. Anyway, let's move on from class, and we await <clears throat> we await the next image 
or teaser or whatever we get. But here's some exciting news. Um, we talked about this um, the other week, but we've got a bit more details on it now uh, about the BFI screening the first three episodes mm. of Power of the Daleks. Yeah. Um, something oh, I just would love to get tickets for this. I'm going to really try harder. I doubt there's any chance. But anyway... Um, so they're giving a bit more detail on it. They're going to be showing the first three episodes from the new animated Power of the Daleks release. Uh, there's going to be a couple of Who guests in attendance. So we're going to have Annika Wills and Fraser Hines there, which will be great. I mean, Fraser wasn't in this episode, was he? So that'd be quite interesting mm-hmm. to get his thoughts on it as well. And uh, Annika Wills is always good fun as well. So really great to have those two guys attending this this premiere of it. Uh, ticket price uh, is going to be £22.70, which includes um, a copy of the DVD, which is going to be posted out to you once it's released. So that's that's, cool. that's pretty good, actually, because, yeah, you get get to see it early, is it? Because it's first three, yeah, you get to mm-hmm. see it, you get, you get a DVD including the price, so that's very good. Um, and the tickets go on sale on the 4th of October at 11.30 a.m. So if you can, get be standing by. If you want to go and see this like me and Gary, be standing by your computers at 11.30 because they'll go on sale. Um, I will warn listeners um, from previous experience, BFI members do get advanced um, priority booking. So in the past, a lot of these things have been sold out before they even go on sale, which can be a bit frustrating. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. Uh, with this one i'm hoping there'll be some tickets available um once they're officially released but that yeah that unfortunately does happen quite a lot bfi members get priority booking so very often they sell out almost immediately if you see what i mean yeah but we'll see i'm desperate to get tickets for this i really really want to go yes it would be awesome to get to Mm. go to this um uh, yes i will heed your warning because i've had that experience Mm. myself um twice i think when I've looked to book to go to an event at the BFI and then you jump on, you know, you're, you're refreshing the page. You're on there a couple of minutes before they're due to go. And um, when it does go live, there just aren't any tickets left because <laughs> all the BFI members have snapped them up, which is, uh, which is fair game. I suppose if you're, that's what you pay your membership for. Yeah. You know, it's to get early priority, uh, priority booking stuff. So um, yeah, can't complain to those guys, but um it would just be nice if there were a few left over. So um, if you do want to go, then uh, take Adam's advice. Uh, be on the website ready and waiting because they will go very quick. Yes, they will. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, That's going to be a really good event. I think it's going to be very, very cool. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to how they've, because the trailer that we've seen for the animation on this just looks fantastic. It so, does, uh, yeah. Yes, and um, interestingly enough, um, the, uh, the the story, um, the synopsis of the story is the TARDIS lands on the planet Vulcan. <laughs> Vulcan, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that bloody Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> Trek is all ties in with the 50th. Do you know what? Uh, for, for Star Trek. It's just another reason why I can't stand flipping Trekkies. Careful now. Don't forget, uh, Lou listens to this. Our friend Loopy Lou, she won't be happy with you saying things like that. Trekkie, Trekkers, Trekkie. I just... I'm, a, I, I'm a bit of a Trekkie. I like the, I I like the original. Do. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, I must just quickly tell you this as well. You know how <laughs> you know how um, I won't let anyone touch any of my stuff, yes. my Doctor Who stuff? Um, I went to a birthday party at the weekend, and uh, the guy whose party it was is a massive Trekkie, and he'd got all these Star Trek 
enterprise models in a cabinet like all lined up there must have been about 50 of them wow. and i was like wow these are brilliant oh, i love it anyway you know what's coming don't you as the night went on all the all his mates are getting drunk and because i didn't only really know him and and his girlfriend so i didn't really know anyone else they were getting drunk and then the, the ships the cabinet was open oh, and the no. ship stuck and he was like i could see I could, I was like, knew exactly what he was thinking. I could see the fear in his face. And I was thinking, if that was me now, I'd be like, shut that cabinet door. But no, he wanted to be, he was much polite than I would have been. And yes, they got dropped. Oh, and no. One of them got bent. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I said to him the next day, I said, I think I was the only person in the room that could relate to what was going through your head when that cabinet door opened. Poor old Adam. Uh, this is that's another Adam, not me. I'm not talking to myself. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, but a fantastic array of Star Trek ships, and uh, yeah, never. That's the problem. Never have. Never let anyone know your stuff. That's why Blimey. I don't do it. I tell you what, yeah. mate. If that was me, that party would have been over that instant. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been like, all of you, get out. Oh, you should have seen it. Well, one of them, like, they, it sort of fell off the shelf, but they tried to shut the cabinet to stop it falling, so it just got trapped in between the door and the cabinet. Oh, Crikey. I tell you, I was even I was like, no. Anyway, you haven't got sympathy for him because he's a Trekkie. No, but I do <laughs> yeah. sympathise with, uh, you know, any collectors that have their stuff mangled yeah. and dropped and everything. That's no good. Yeah, I know what you mean. No yeah. good. So anyway, BFI event. Yeah. Uh, when is this taking place, by the way? Because the tickets go on sale on the 4th of Ooh. October, but when's the actual event? Do we know? Remember, remember the 5th of November. Is it? <laughs> That's what, yeah, well, um, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I'm not looking at the website. I just seem to remember thinking it was the okay. 5th of November. Um, I need to check that now. Yes, no, is it? <laughs> I'm not sure now. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 5th of November because I remember thinking, oh, no. So, and I think isn't that when it originally aired as well? Isn't it? Isn't that what they're doing to tie in with um, fifty years since it aired? Oh, could yeah. be, yeah, yeah. Fifth of November, it is. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's nice and easy to remember. Hmm. Coolio. Uh, right. Should we get the? Uh, I can hear Daleks tapping on the window. Yeah, go on then. Get, we get him in. Match <laughs> corner. Match corner. Match corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. One bit of merch. Um, mm. So uh, the volume one of this has been out for a little while now. Um, do you want to tell us what it's called, Adam? Volume one. It's a <laughs> uh, crumbling old. No, what was it? <laughs> really old doctors and and slightly new monsters. That's the one. <laughs> uh, so a volume two has been announced yeah which is very good because i quite like the volume one box set i think um there's something about it that's that's very unique and very good and a couple of stories weren't um set in a world on fire in terms of uh, big finish however it's a very mm. good box set overall i would say overall yeah it is yeah 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 so uh, a new series has been announced which is up for pre-order on the big finish website um, nothing too crazy at the moment. It's just called Classic Doctor's New Monsters Volume 2. Uh, date is to be announced. Um, if you want the CD, it's 23 quid. Or if you just want the digital edition, it's 20 quid. That's right. They've upped, they've upped their prices, haven't they, a little bit. Mm -hmm. used to be 20 quid. and they've. But then I guess, you know, that's to be expected over time, isn't it? Yes. Really? It's not a massive jump up, is it? Uh, no, not really. But um, no. uh, yes, 
Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, uh, so it's a brand new box set of four adventures. Um, mm. And one of those monsters is the Rachnos. Ah, yes, who we saw in the Runaway Bride, that big spidery like woman. Correct. Thing. Yeah, she was good, wasn't she? She was very good. Um, very scary, yeah. Yeah, that was in... Um, that uh, is that the one where Donna Noble she marries what's his name? Yeah, um, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride, yes, of course, the Christmas one. Yeah, was it Christmas one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, yeah, so the Rachnos will feature in Volume Two. It's got Donna's no, not Donna. It's got um, Martha's mum in it, isn't it? Um, don't know what her name is, but I saw her in the promo picture. Uh, for this, oh, yes. I, was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to play the the Ragnos, but um, yeah, did see her in in a in a promo pic from Big Finish to do with this. So perhaps she's the Ragnos, perhaps unless she's coming unless she's coming back as Martha's mum for some bizarre reason, which I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But we'll get on to her and her performance <laughs> later. Later, yes, mm. um, yeah. So that's the only story that's been announced so far, and it just says three. Uh, further story details to be announced. Yeah. Anyway, volume two next year. I'm assuming it's next year anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, two, 2017. Yeah. Gosh, it's always scary when you read dates like that and you're thinking, oh, it's ages ago, ages away. And then before you know it, you're there <laughs> with the box set and you're thinking, oh, remember when this was announced. <laughs> scary. Right. Our review episode this week is Mr. Adam. I'm 72. <laughs> no, it's not the elephant man. It's uh, the Lazarus experiment. Tonight, I'm going to perform a miracle. Something's wrong. I am 76 years old and I am reborn. This is a friend of mine. Lovely to meet you, Mrs. Jones. Tish! You people are in serious danger. You need to get out of here right now. <laughs> Those next time trailers, they always... It sounds so exciting. Yeah. 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 Tenant having to shout his mouth off. Yes. Probably quite difficult having to do that mockney accent 24-7. I have to give give him a, you know, pat on the shoulder for keeping that up all the time. Because it's one thing doing an accent, it's another being able to scream and shout and and keep that accent. Yeah, I think it comes quite naturally to him, you know. Do you think? Yeah, because if you've ever seen, um, well, you you obviously have, but any listeners have seen any of the um, uh, the BBC Confidential and sorry, Doctor Who Confidential and behind the scenes and stuff of any of the tenant between takes, when the cameras aren't rolling, he's just immediately back to his own Scottish accent and yeah, and then as soon as they say action, that's it. He switches it on, and you wouldn't know the difference. I think some actors do struggle. I know of um, um a couple of uh, movies where people have done accents and they have to keep the accent up mm. you know all the time otherwise they just lose it but I think yeah. he just turns it I think he can just turn it on and off it's quite annoying really how talented he is damn talented man yes, yes. right the Lazarus experiments uh, this was out in 2007 nearly 10 years ago oh um, it was <laughs> written by Stephen Greenhorn directed by Richard Clark. 
Stephen Greenhorn. Greenhorn, yeah. <laughs> um, and was produced by all the norm at that time. So RTD, mm. Julie Gardner, Phil Collinson, all those guys. And it's Great from, guys. Yeah. And it's from Series 3. Episode 6, in fact. Martha Jones is in tow. And story is thus, um, the Doctor is dropping Martha home, um, much to her sadness. Because, yeah. you know, it was always sort of a, uh, a a verbal agreement that they were just going on a adventure, a trip, as in singular. And he was going to drop her home, which he does. She's quite sad. Um, but because the doctor is intrigued by an advert that they've just seen on the TV or a news report, should I say, um, he immediately comes back, picks Martha up and off they go to see what um, uh, Dr. Um, Lazarus or Professor Lazarus is up to and it turns mm. out he's invented a machine that can rewind uh, you back to your youth basically turns you into a younger person but there's a complication where he gets uh, some sort of strange DNA um, mutation that turns him into a horrible beastie that starts uh, uh, sucking the life and soul out of people much like a spider would do and it's up to the Doctor and Martha and her annoying family to save the day. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the story. Yeah. <laughs> her annoying family. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much a story. Um, what do you reckon to this one overall, Mr. Adam? Um, yeah, it's, it's an okay watch. It, it, I don't think it's dated predict particularly well. <laughs> I have to be honest. I was watching it, and it was a bit. Uh, it, I think it's a bit of a filler, actually, isn't it? It's one of those stories that just hasn't really got any consequence. You can almost tell what's coming, really. Um, yeah, like you said, it gives Martha's family a bit more fleshing out, uh, not for the better. Um, and yeah, it's got this monster in it that looks dreadful. Um, so yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's an easy enough watch. It's. It's. There's a lot worse out there. There's certainly a lot better but um it's just all right i think it's just middle of the road yeah yeah um i did give it another watch because i don't remember thinking it was didn't good or bad you know when i first watched it i remember thinking yeah it's all right i like, like the concept of the the aging thing i thought that's quite interesting because that's something we'd all love to do isn't it is be able to you know go back and be young again mm-hmm. um so i like that idea also that's quite an interesting thing to have in doctor who um so yeah gave it a rewatch monday and yeah, my thoughts are just the same, really. Not bad, not great. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yes. Um, um, yeah. Ooh, it, I don't really know. I don't really know. It, <laughs> it's, it? it's okay. It's not a bad watch. It's okay. Uh, it's not a bad watch, it, is it? It's certainly not up there with any of Tennant's best episodes uh, by a long shot. Um, and it does miss the mark a wee bit. Uh, with certain things so the overall storyline is incredibly predictable yeah it is yeah it's one of those stories where you know the ending sort of 10 minutes in we sort of get two endings as well don't we it's sort of that's one thing i always thought with this it sort of finishes you think it's all over and then oh my god it all kicks off again yeah yes Mm. um like an encore um Mm. so it's very predictable um the 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 uh, the main villain, um, Professor Lazarus, is uh, a bit of um, yeah, just a very non-interesting character. 
um, because we have literally no backstory to these people at all, really. Mm, um, no. we, have a, we have a little conversation between him and uh, Lady Thor, mm. um, Mavis, as we'll call her, so everyone knows who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so we have a conversation where it's, you know, they have like a sort of heart to heart, you know. But that's it, you know, we have no real backstory. You know, this is not like a Doctor Freeze from Batman thing where we know exactly why, you know, these sort of crazy experiments are going on and all that stuff. It's just, a, yeah, I've invented this machine and I'm going to throw myself into it. Um, and then when he actually starts turning into the monster, you know immediately that, you know, you know that a couple more people are going to die and then he's going to get finished off and that's it. So um, it's okay. I mean, David Tennant's pretty good in it. Yeah, um, he's pretty on the ball yeah, yes he's pretty he's... good um and martha's okay martha's okay in it. um and that's it the rest of it just sort of you just sort of plods along i would say you know it's you know you're saying about no backstory what is the thing with lazarus keeps banging on about the cathedral and staring across the rooftops and stuff i think that do they try and give him a because I, I must admit, I didn't, wasn't, I probably should have been paying more attention, but he sort of keeps talking about when I was a boy or something. And is there some connection to that cathedral? No. All oh, right. Okay. Really. Maybe I just read into that. I just, there was just a couple of scenes where he, because he's got a big model of it on his desk as well, isn't he? Yeah. I think the only, the only um, thing with the cathedral is that's where, you know, he was inside the cathedral or, or he was near it when the blitz was going on in the war. Oh, that's it. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, but that's about it. You know, so we don't really know. You know, there wasn't any real proper motive in place for this character for me. It was, um, you know, he's just an unlikable lech, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, like he, yeah. like Tish, Martha's sister's working for him as some sort of secretary or PA or something, isn't she? And he's, you know, keeps sort of flirting with her and she wants none of it mm -hmm. she's not interested yeah. um until he until he turns young which uh we'll come on to later because that was something i just didn't get mm -hmm. at all but um but yeah but he's a bit of a lecherous old fool isn't he mm -hmm. and uh is he supposed to be married to i don't really know mavis or whatever her name is is he mrs what's her name are they married or they just um i don't think they're married i think they are oh. i think they're like business partners in this thing Cause, because he drops her like a stone once he's once he's got his looks back. Yeah, I, I and think. And he's oh, they have that kiss, don't yeah. they? Um, so I think they're partners in whatever they're doing, partners but they obviously, crime. but they're obviously more. You know, while they were yeah. both old, I think they more they had more of a romantic relationship, companionship, right. if you like. Yeah, um, yeah, but he does drop her like a bad smell. You know, <laughs> soon as you know he's back in his thirties, early thirties, and she's like. I don't know how old she is, isn't it? She looks like she's in her 70s. Yeah, typical 70s. man. <laughs> <laughs> you men. Uh. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, so overall, it's okay. You know, it's, yeah. it's really not one of those episodes that appears on any top 10 lists or anything like that. Not what, It's not one you reach for, is it, when you get the box out? It's not no, one. No. Especially when you mentioned some of the other ones that you watched after. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, which yeah. I won't say too much about because some we haven't reviewed. But if we reviewed 42, I was going to ask you that earlier. 
because we do lose track because we chat <laughs> off air about stuff. We often think we've reviewed stuff we haven't, but I'm pretty sure we, we reviewed 42 quite favorably, um, which was yes. one that at the time I didn't think was that great, but I think actually now is, is better than I thought. Um, but this one, yeah, it's not one you reach for particularly, I don't think, when you get uh, Series 3 out. Yeah, uh, 42 we did review pretty well, 7.5 each. Yeah, it's not brilliant, but it's, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. A lot better than this one, I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okie dokie so story um, story wise it's like I said it's fairly predictable um, there's nothing uh, in here that's enlightening in any way it's not part of a big story arc other than when they mention Saxon towards the end oh yeah um, but other than that it's not um, there's nothing too crazy going on it's fairly simple this guy's just invented a machine to make people younger again pretty much um, the only thing is it's obviously not tested fully because the thing nearly tears a hole in London, um, and the doctor sort of stops sort of for some huge um, explosion that blow the building up and all that lot. Um, and as a result, his DNA just gets shot to bits, which results in the mutation. So that's pretty much it in terms of story. It just revolves around that really. Once we get once the doctor and Martha get into the offices where they're doing this presentation this evening meal thing and stuff it all happens there and then just in the cathedral next door so it's a lot of running around isn't it i mean for once the creature's out of its mm-hmm. shell pretty much the rest of the episode is is it chasing people and it's cat and explosions. mouse isn't it? yes cat and mouse yeah. yeah 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 um right so what do you reckon to this in terms of um how it looks directed sound all that stuff um well I think it looks very dated. I think it didn't look that... The, the monster never looked that great then, mm-hmm. actually. The CGI on it is probably one of those that look really good when on paper, like the design of it with this. Is it supposed to be Gatiss' face on the front? I've never quite worked out because it doesn't look like him. It looks nothing but, like him, does it? No, no, but the creature's kind of got a human face mm-hmm. with a sort of, what would you call it, like an insect... like, it's like giant, a scorpion, yeah. sort of spidery body. Yeah, it's say. quite an interesting design, but it it doesn't look particularly good. Um, I don't think it looked good when it went out. It's always looked a bit dated. The CGI is just a bit naff. I think mm. doesn't doesn't look that great. It doesn't. It does. It's not frightening. Let's put it that way. You know, like when it's chasing them, you know, you don't sort of. It's not like Alien, is it? Where you're like, oh god, you know, I hope that doesn't catch them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. With this, you just kind of. It's almost yeah. You're not really. You're not really scared by it yeah um sound wise i have to say i thought the music and i don't know i would i have got this on blu-ray but bizarrely i watched it on dvd just because it was downstairs <laughs> um so i found the music so overbearing in this yes. yeah um and i don't know if that's been slightly fixed on the blu-ray version because i know they did they did improve the sound mix but but uh, it wasn't just the fact it was so loud there's just so much of it in there it's just this is one of the things with mara's music during this sort of era of Doctor Who is that they seem to fill every single scene with loads of music when it didn't always need it, you know. Um, so sound-wise, I thought, yeah, that was a bit overbearing. There are bits where I can't hear what the Doctor's saying, actually, during the chasing. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that, because I, mm. I, that's one thing that I wrote in my notes, is um, I found this thing that I have to do annoyingly on certain films and TV programmes where they haven't got the mix correct, where... I have to turn it up loads to hear what yeah. they're saying. But then when there's any action happening on screen or any, you know, especially with music as well, it's just like thundering through the house. I have to turn it down. Mm. I have to turn it back up again when they're talking. So the mix isn't very good. So I don't know what it's like on the Blu-ray. 
but um yeah the mix is not good yeah i, I almost cool. wish i'd got the blu-ray out so i could tell you but no it was certainly a bit annoying uh on the dvd um so yeah overall again not not that great um I, I thought the script was a bit lackluster as well. I mean, Stephen Greenhorn, I've just had a look. He also wrote uh, The Doctor's Daughter. Um, I thought I recognised the name when you said it, so I thought I'd have a quick look and see what other Doctor Who he's done. So, yeah, he wrote The the Doctor's Daughter, which kind of fits in with this because they're both stories that just kind of plod along. They've got a bit of potential but never really reach it, I think. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, but the script, yeah, it's just not – like you said, it's very, very predictable – um, it's quite clunky. I mean, like when the doctor saves the machine from blowing up, um, we sort of cut, you know, matey walks out all young again. And then the next thing we know, they're carrying on the party. And it just doesn't really feel like that would happen. You know, mm-hmm. the one minute they're going to arrest the doctor, the next thing he's just eating a canapé <laughs> from the table and it's all fine. And, oh, I saved you, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it, yeah, it seemed a little bit lazy in terms of writing. Um, what episode in series three is this, by the way, did you say? Six episode six. Oh right okay because yeah. Uh, yeah i was thrown off by the fact that martha was being brought home at the beginning i because i haven't watched these for quite a while so when it starts with him bringing her back and saying well we said one trip and <laughs> and he was dumping her, i was like oh poor old martha what's going on here mm-hmm. like, I, don't, I don't remember all that um it was an interesting way to start the episode it's a bit silly the doctor taking off and then <laughs> coming it makes for sort of quite a funny moment when he sort of comes back and says sorry sorry what no i can't leave what did he say you know it's quite an amusing little moment but a bit silly um yes um it's um yeah i mean i I found it quite funny it was quite cool um the way that he disappears off and the the that's one of the things that did look pretty good was the the tardis dematerialization and materialization in her front room um and like the real big sort of gush of wind you know is yeah you know that, that looks all pretty good you know um and I like that the doctor just pokes his head back through the door and doesn't say anything, you know, about uh, actually, do you want to come, you know, for another trip or whatever? He's just like, you know, he, he, he sort of makes a funny reference to the news report he's just seen, hasn't he? He said, I'm sorry, this guy's going to change human history or for what or something. It's um, like a delayed reaction to it. Like, I'm going to ignore it, but actually, yeah. no, I can't ignore it. It's a very, the, the thing about it, it's a very tenancy doctor thing to do that, is. which is why yeah. I think I quite liked it. I can, I can forgive it. Why, why is he dumping Martha though? See, I've forgotten all this story line, but like, what, what's, what's going on with Martha is cause you know, normally he's, he's begging the assistant to go with him, but with Martha, he doesn't seem to want her around. And what's the deal with that? Like, why is he, why is he trying to get rid of her? Well, I think, um, the reason why is because um, previous... Is it because he lost Rose? Yes, yeah, so previous to this, we know when he first meets Martha, mm. he basically says, um, yeah, he's a bit cut up, isn't he? Because he's lost Rose and everything. He wants to... Right. He doesn't want to get attached, I don't, you know, to anyone for a while. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, they basically just, they have a very casual agreement, like, you know, you know, we're going to go away for just one trip, you know? So that that's their sort of prenup <laughs> if you like it's um you know they're going to go away for and obviously it turns into more than that at this point they've been away you know they've done the whole shakespeare thing and the, the manhattan the daleks and manhattan story so they've gone off and done all like the big stuff um but in terms of martha's viewpoint you know they've done all this stuff but the people around her the, the way that the doctor's done it is like they'll only think you've been away for one night yeah so this is like you know you've been away for one night you know we've had fun journey's over off you go you know so um but yeah 
That that was quite a funny little bit, actually. That did make me smile when Martha's mum was saying, because obviously, like you said, it's supposed to have been one night, and she was like, what were you doing last night? And he's like, well, we were just um, doing <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> she was like, what? It's just a fake. That was quite a funny little moment. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of little bits in it like that. Um, bizarrely, actually, I think the best bit of this episode is probably those last five or ten minutes uh-huh. in the in the church i think that's i don't know why i think it just works better maybe it's because you change the scenery and you know uh, it's quite gothic-y being inside that cathedral yeah. um that bit i thought worked quite well it's great seeing the doctor um playing that giant uh, uh what do you call the organ church organ oh, uh, yeah. sticking yep. the sonic in turning it turn it out to 11 that was quite nice actually so yeah i thought the last sort of 10 minutes were quite quite good fun um, again, it's just more chasing around, but it mm-hmm. had a bit more to it, I thought. So, yeah. Um, and direction-wise, you know, it's. Um, I didn't think the direction was that good, actually. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to get your opinion on that because, um, mm. because there's quite a lot of action going on, and there's a lot of, you know, cat and mouse, like we say. In this, it could have been, you know, they could have really, but you never know in terms of how much time they've got. Mm. Um, and, and budget and stuff, but it, it could have been like a real cinematic uh, style episode. You know, you know some of the stuff that we'd seen more in the Matt Smith era, um, yeah. where it looks like you're going. It, it looks like it would fit quite suitably in a cinema. You know, seeing some of those episodes, it could have been, you know, that that on that level. But yeah, it ended up just being quite standard. Quite it's a bit quote, static, you know. Yeah, a bit yeah. static. Yeah. Um, because it I'm all revolves to... around just a couple of locations and that's it. You know, once you're out of Martha's flat or house, wherever she lives, um, you, we, we cut to them, you know, outside this really cool, like, building. I'm sure it um, is in Wales somewhere, you know, where they're going to this presentation. And it all happens in there, apart from the last, like you say, 10 minutes we're in the cathedral, and that's mm-hmm. your lot. So it could have been awesome. We could have had this monster, like, you know, tearing through the streets of London. It could have been, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and all sorts of stuff. But, yeah, it, it felt too contained and it felt too static, like you say. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, maybe that's why I like the last 10 minutes, because we get a change of scenery. Um, yeah, that would have been great, actually, to have that thing running through London. Like you said, probably a budgetary thing, maybe. Because, like, yeah, there definitely was a bit more potential with that. I'm just looking to see. The director was Richard Clark, and he he's directed a couple of Life on Mars episodes. Uh, I really like Life on Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also directed Gridlock, which I know you really like. Mm-hmm. Um, he directed The Doctor's Wife mm, and Night Terrors, which I think is one of the worst directed <laughs> stories. Uh, for, so, yeah, a bit hit or miss, old Richard Clark. But, yeah, you're right. I think he could have done a lot more. There's a good shot when the Doctor looks up and sees the creature above him which again is quite sort of reminiscent of alien um mm. which is quite a nice moment but uh, yeah apart from that it's not not a lot else i can say positively about the direction of this yeah yeah it is a bit um a bit flat mm, a bit considering flat. the story you know, yeah i'm not sure which i think it's probably 50 50 it's you know in terms of whose fault it is it's yeah he's hasn't got a great deal to work with anyway so i'm not mm-hmm. putting it all at richard clark's feet but yeah i think it could have been a bit better yeah um and in some of the, it's weird because we mentioned the the cg for the the monster mm. lazarus um i actually thought the cg when he's inside the the lazarus machine whatever it's called um you know when it's like the blue lightning and it's like whizzing around i thought that looked quite good that's strange you say that because I did as well, and I re- weirdly thought in my head 
I wonder, because it's one of those sort of little geeky things that I picked up on, and I did wonder if you'd be thinking the same. So I'm quite pleased that you said that, because mm. I I thought that as well. I thought, oh, well, that, that CGI is pretty good when the machine's kicking off and you've got all the lightning going around. I thought, that looks pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, yeah, it's definitely an episode of ups and downs in terms of mm. the, um, the effects, because that looked really good, because when... Even when you see it as a set, so they actually built that big machine, the big capsule thing. They built it, didn't they, physically? And yeah. it looks really good, even just physically. And when they obviously uh, add the effect of it spinning around and the lightning stuff, it all looks really good. But then even something simple, like when it's just Lazarus and uh, Tish just up on the roof looking across London, where they're clearly standing on, you know, in a green screen environment, it looks dreadful. Mm. You know, and that those little things you would expect them to get right, but then again, you know, it's hard to it's hard to come down too hard because you think to yourself, "Well, we weren't involved in the production." It could have been a case of right, we've got five minutes, <laughs> you yeah. know, and one take to do this scene, and it's going to be a quick and dirty, quick action. Right now, we're off. It could have been that, you know, we don't know because mm. um, famously, Doctor Who has never had you know a huge budget. Uh, for its production and i think the you know based on we're not sure if it was like it at this point but certainly based off chris eccleston's interview that we heard a couple of weeks ago you know he did actually say that production was a bit of a disaster mm, as, on series, know, one, series yeah. one so we're not sure how far that's evolved at this point in series three so it could have been you know we just haven't got the time to spend to make it look amazing it's just gonna have to get it done you know but it is frustrating a little bit because you have some really good effects in one scene and then you have really bad effects which should be really good because it's just a simple yeah you know plop them on a rooftop with london in the background but it looks really bad you can see the outline you know they're not that the perspective isn't quite correct with the roof and how they're standing and it looks a bit fuzzy yeah i don't know there's a terrible shot of the cathedral, actually, which looks dreadful. Like I said, it should be sort of fairly straightforward thing to do. But, it, yeah, it could be timing. Could could just be that they thought, oh, it's on screen for seconds. Then, you know, don't worry about it. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. What what did you think about the, the actual monster, though, the CGI of the monster? Yeah, I wasn't a f- well, I wasn't a fan of the design for a start. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and I thought the CG was was. It's, what is uh, it about it though? Because I can't put my finger on it. Is it is it because it hasn't got enough detail or what? Because it just doesn't look. It looks sort of half finished, like it need you know, like when you see behind the scenes programs and they're doing layers and layers and layers to make it look good and more. It just kind of looks like it's in the halfway stage. Mm, yeah. We've not quite finished doing it yet, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um. Yeah. It, well, it's got a couple of. It, I think what they've tried to do is create this real scary you know, um, just terrifying monster that, you know, could no way, you know, it could impossible to be, you know, mutated from a human being. Mm. Um, and one thing that they did get right, actually, is the sound effects when uh, Lazarus is like, you know, cricking his bones and all oh, that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that's all great. And I, I remember the first time that he mutates into the monster, I thought that was quite creepy. And mm. I would imagine that the younger kids would have been a, a little bit scared at that point. Um, but I think yeah, that's good because you see shadows, don't you? Like yeah. you see the back creaking, and yeah, that is done quite quite well actually. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. But the actual when you see the monster close up, the two things, yeah. So the design for me, it just seems like they've just cobbled together designs from other fantasy or sci-fi monsters. Mm. Uh, if anyone's seen Stephen King's It, um, yes, the monster at the end, 
this has got that written all over it. You oh, know? that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. You know, the big spider, you know, yeah. the whatever his true form is. So it's like that, and it, they just cobble together like other sci-fi bits. So it's got bits from Alien in there um, with like the spinal uh, bones running down the spinal column. But the main thing for me that I just can't get my head around is the facial features. Mm. It looks nothing like Stephen Gattis, so I can't see what Mark the... Gattis. Stephen Gattis. <laughs> it looks nothing like Mark Gattis, so I can't see what they're trying to do there, whether it's just really bad CG mm. that they tried to make it look like him but have failed, or they've just modelled, you know, some random person's face or created a face, you know, randomly. Um, I don't know. So just give him a human head and that's it. They just sort of stopped there. They didn't continue and refine the features to look like Mark Gattis. So it's mm. a it's disappointing. For sure. And it's it's good in a way. It's quite creepy. It's quite scary when we first see it. But once you've seen it, that's it. <laughs> you know, once you see it for the rest of the show, it's just like, oh, just a giant thing running around. Yeah. It's not really that scary. I mean, what is scary is the way it devours people. That was quite cool. Yes, that's quite good. Yeah, actually, that is that is good. When you see this, the sort of remains, yeah, like the skeleton that you see the, the aftermath of, the, of what it's doing that's quite good actually I, I do like the bit where Martha Martha sees um, the the skeleton leg with the shoe <laughs> on the end and she's like oh Lady Thor's yeah. <laughs> um, bad ending um, so yeah that, that that's quite good yeah, yeah. it's quite creepy and it's, um, it's a good sort of metaphor-ish thing yeah. isn't it in the story so it's always like that age old thing where if you're going to temp- if you're going to you know mess around with you know, the laws of nature sort of thing. You know, there's always um, a sort of a, a sacrifice that goes with it, you know. So if you can, he's invented a machine that can turn back life, but like what goes hand in hand with that is, you know, uh, you're going to have to feed off people, <laughs> you know, in order yeah. to maintain that. So it's like a sort of, you know, the age old, if you're going to mess with nature, you're going to get a kick back. You know, you're going to get a kick in the head back sort of thing. It's consequences. Yeah, yeah. consequences. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So I like the fact that, you know, it's almost, it reminded me of like vampire films and stories where bodies mm. have been completely, you know, sucked dry of all the flesh and blood and it's just a massacred skeleton. So I thought that was quite good. Again, quite yeah. creepy. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd, in some ways, I find Mark Gattis or Professor Lazarus more frightening when he's in human form i think somehow because gas is quite good at playing that creepy <laughs> slightly slimy character isn't he? he does that quite well yes so yeah, I, I, yeah I see, although they've put him in this blonde wig um i still think he's quite he's sort of quite more, probably more creepy when he's playing the sort of young lazarus because he's quite evil mm-hmm. once he's got his looks back he's all confident and cocky and yeah, uh, I found that that was when it was actually more most frightening, really. And like you said, when he starts doing all the contortion when the creature's coming through, uh, he does that really well. I mean, it's quite sort of, you're sort of squirming at the screen uh, at that point, I think. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was quite good. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Uh, let's talk about some characters. There's not many in this one. No, not really. Um, so we have, well, it's basically um, Martha's family and Lady Thor. Yeah. And a couple of like little tiny parts from the guests at the party. Um, so mm-hmm. Lady Thor then, old Mavis. Um, it's it's good to see her in something other it than It is because she's, yeah, she's been in Corrie. Well, she was in Corrie for forever. She was, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I think she's not she's okay because I when I remember when this went out um and I wasn't watching who at the time but I remember when this went out and seeing her in the trailer and and thinking to myself that's what's her face from Corrie Mavis yeah what she you know because um you know she sort of ditched you know ITV and gone over and done something on the B but people might be able to correct me on this but I've never seen her in anything other than Corrie no, I'm, I haven't either. <laughs> I'm not talking about like when she was a younger actress, maybe doing like, you know, you know, very early stuff when in black and white and stuff. But um, uh, I've just never seen her in anything other than Corey. Um, and I remember thinking, wow, she's, you know, fair play. You know, at her age, you know, she's still doing stuff. Um, and I don't think she's too bad in this. I expected her to... Um, be a lot more sort of elderly and frail for some reason but she's actually okay she's sort of playing a bit of an old battle axe isn't she and uh yeah no i thought she was all right in it actually i thought she's um because she's not playing a particularly likable character and i think she sort of brings that across quite well um you do feel a little bit sorry for her when lazarus points (laughs) out how old she is and how he wouldn't look twice at her now um but so you kind of think she deserves it because she's a bit of an old cow <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no i thought i thought she was fine in that so i agree with you i've never seen her in anything other than cory um so i just assumed very often with that sort of a- actor you'll get the same performance mm-hmm. you know there's, there's that sort of stereotypical um actor but i think yeah i mean this is this is uh, quite far removed from mavis that she played in cory so in that sense i said she thinks she did a good job being yeah. this sort of old miserable old quite evil really mm. isn't she i mean she's in on this plan with lazarus it's not yep. all down to lazarus they're in it together so mm. yeah no i thought she was quite good she yeah, gets a good, good old snog as well oh which yeah. is hard to watch it is a bit i can imagine mark was a bit like oh mm. have you brushed your teeth girl because <laughs> i'm going in <laughs> i've got a polo mint in yeah ready <laughs> go and neck this packet of polos <laughs> Um, I bet I bet that was a uh, that was a one take. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can we do it again? That sound wasn't right. Yeah. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, Mark, mm. Mark, come back. We need to do it. Mark. Mark. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's gone. We'll have to deal with that one. Um but no, fair play to um to uh, Thelma Piggott. Um still Thelma going. Barlow. <laughs> Making these names Thelma, up. Um, Who's Thelma Pickett? Uh, sorry, I think that's uh original name i like that i like that name thelma Thelma barlow let's use a married name shall we thelma barlow um (laughs) she's still going she's 87 yeah so fair play uh she was pretty good right martha's family oh dear yeah now um three of them show up in this so we've got martha's (laughs) mum poor old tenant yeah so got martha's mum her martha's sister and her brother um so her mum uh, Francine is her name, isn't it? Francine. Yep. Yeah. Um, Leo, the brother. Um, so Francine played by uh, Adjoa Ando, I think her name is Adjoa. Uh, Leo, her brother's played by Reggie Yates, who we know from plenty of Top of the Pops. Uh, yep. CBBC <laughs> stuff and radio and that. And Tish played by, oh man. Um, go on, go for uh, it. Guju Mabatha Raw. Yeah. I'm going to say that once and that'll do. Um, so we've got three of them in the mix. Now, um, uh, Leo, we can sort of 
get him out of the way early because he doesn't do anything really. He just he shows doesn't, up. No, he does. Does he, does he even get any lines? He does. He, he, yeah, yeah. He um he has a quick word with Martha when they first see each other at the party, and then at the end, mm. uh, after Francine has given the Doctor a good old right hander, um, he actually <laughs> says, "Well, <laughs> this is um." he actually actually says to her well actually to be fair you know uh this this was tish's thing invited us all along so technically it's her fault you know because she's trying to blame you know the doctor and you know an extension martha so um he has a little line there but otherwise he just i think he gets a he gets knocked out he gets concussion at some point when the monster's charging through and he gets yeah. knocked on the head um so he's not too bad anything you want to say about Leo? well yeah yeah there is actually because he, he kind of is he's in the background a lot of the time isn't he but like you said doesn't really get anything to do or anything to say much um i always just thought because you just said like reggie yates you know he was a reasonably well-known uh personality back then and he still is but you mm-hmm. know what i mean he was in more back then um i always thought he was a little bit underused really because i thought if you're going to get reggie yates in you know, give him something to do. At least give him a few more lines, or mm-hmm. or do something with him. Because I do feel a bit sorry for him. I just thought he's terribly underused. He's he's just literally stood in the background most of the time, making up the numbers of the family. Yeah. You know, I just always felt a bit sorry for Reggie. I think he could have been much more fleshed out. There could have been a lot more interaction between him and Martha, because his you know his brother brother sister relationship. You know, you could have had a lot more going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I just feel a bit sorry for Reggie. Um, he does pop up. Now and again, later on in this series, doesn't he? But again, he yeah. never gets anything to do. There's never any meat on the bone for him, <laughs> from what I recall. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just feel a bit sorry for him. I think he could have been could have been good, but just doesn't get anything to do. Yeah, very small part. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Martha's sister, Tish. Tish, Tish Jones. Tish. Yep. She. Um, um, she's a bit weird. Because she's working in the PR department for Lazarus. Mm. Um, and the, her, her character and the actress who plays her, you know, she's quite a young, you know, very pretty um, uh, actress. And there's a bit where Lazarus is like, you know, come up to the roof, you know, I want to show you something. And she's like, you know, she's like a little schoolgirl. You know, yeah. he's got like you know who's just seen a heartthrob you know in real life he's uh, and he that doesn't that doesn't add up to me that bit in the story because the sort of even when we see Lazarus as the younger Lazarus you know no disrespect to Mark Gattis he's not like sort of eye candy no typical eye candy that you would see that you would expect someone you know a character like Tish to go for so when you know he's he's gabbing away about you know the war and the cathedral she's like you know fluttering her eyelids and she, and then yeah. when martha says something she's like you know i've i finally met someone you know to insinuate you know some sort of romantic thing there you know she fancies him it's like what yeah how could you know this doesn't make sense at all no you know so oh. her character i can't really buy into because it's what what do you reckon 
Am I the only yeah, one no, who thinks that? No, no, you're not at all. This is what I was alluding to earlier. I, I just couldn't quite believe that scene because Tish starts off really good, I thought. She's strong. You know, there's that bit when he's old Lazarus and he's sort of leching all over and she tells him straight, you know, where to go. And I thought, oh, she's a good, you know, good, strong character here and she's on the ball. She knows what's going on and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. So I thought she started off really good. I thought, oh, I'm liking Tish. You know, she's she's cool. And then as soon as he turns young, and like you said, let's face it, he's not exactly a heartthrob, um, she's all over him. And I yeah. thought, oh, what a shame. Because I, I was hoping she was just playing along to try and work out, you know, I thought... I thought it was she was just putting it on to try and find mm-hmm. out what was going on or be part of the team. So I was really disappointed when she. it turns out that she's not, that she actually is trying to snog him or whatever she says. I thought, oh, come on. Yeah. That's just like, yeah. where's that, that's, that's, where's that come from? And it just, like you said, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Like she, the only thing, unless they're trying to insinuate that Tish fancies him because of, you know, like the power and what he's done yeah. in which case that's a real disservice to tish because that just makes her really shallow and and that's not the character we get in the first 10 minutes so yeah that didn't add up to me at all I'd, and mm-hmm. I'd, i didn't like it i really didn't like any of that stuff on the rooftop and her telling martha off you know for ruining her chances with lazarus i was like what a load of rubbish yeah no, no, i, agree, I thought it's really yeah. bad writing yeah didn't yes. didn't like that at all yeah so and i felt was... sorry for tish yes. she could have been really good i thought yeah so she was all right in the first half, but then she sort of goes downhill. And she's not too bad at the end because she does lend a hand in bringing down yeah, the yeah, monster. True. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, she sort of redeems her character a little bit. But that, you mm. know, the bit just before that where she's all over him, not all over him, like, you know, physically, but, you know, she's sort of, she can see, sure. you know, Mrs. Lazarus, you know, <laughs> on the cards. That just doesn't, you know. No, you you missed the you missed you missed what was going on there, Mister Greenhorn. I think I think you misjudged some characters there. It's um, so yeah, it just seems so put in. I just I didn't get it. Yeah, um, right, Francine, Martha's mum, the mum, the mum, <laughs> um, potentially one of the most annoying characters um, since two thousand and five. She's, so, she's so annoying. I can't, I can't tell you her. how much yeah. I was just. Um, I I don't generally I don't generally talk to the TV. I'm laughing because I just had to go, I had to get a picture up of her face because I just knew it'd make me laugh, and it did. She's um, just got that face, isn't she? Where she's just so miserable in it. Oh, yeah. She she takes um, she's just a miserable old bat. <laughs> that's that's the only thing that you can sum up from her character throughout because she's in about. Four or five episodes, isn't she? In who? Yeah. Overall, and every episode is the same. She, she instantly hates the Doctor as well, doesn't she? Yeah. She's just. I mean, you can tell that her character is like you know she's very bitter because I think her husband ran off with some younger woman. Um, so she's a bit bitter, you know, and they're sort of getting into her. She's not old, but as she's getting older, she's like you know, that classic old. Uh, did it, I thought he died? I can't remember what the story. I thought he died, her husband. No, like she, he died in real life, didn't he? Or oh, am I getting mixed up? I, oh, can't I don't remember. know. Um, but the, in character, you know, within the show, because there's that first that first episode where he brings her along to some family meal. Yeah, you know, the new girlfriend, and you know, they end up fighting and stuff. So she's sort of bitter about that, you know, because you know, as a married woman, 
you know, the husband's run off with a newer model, younger model. Um, and she's clearly got no um, sort of happy bone in her body, really, because everything, everything that Martha says to her that she's done or is going to do, she's got this bloody miserable face on her all the time. <laughs> And she gives the doctor a good shot. You know, where did that come oh, from? Oh, she does give him a good whack around the chops, yeah. doesn't she? It's like, yeah. I know, yeah. I mean, you can, some of it, you can, some of it, it's like, you know, this is like typical mum stuff. You know, if you're worried about your kids or whatever, then naturally you're very protective. And, mm. you know, you don't want your daughter sort of running off with some man that she's only just met. And, you know, by his own admission, you know, they've done stuff. Which immediately sounds very dodgy to, uh, yeah, to Mrs. Mum. Yeah, that was Mom. quite a fun scene. Yeah, so you can tell from a certain point of view. But however, she's so I'm not. You can forgive if she was like it in a in a episode, in an episode. Because if we look at Jackie, she was like that to begin with. But yes. Then, but she's got a sense of humour that goes with it, and she's got a bit more of a, you know, a bit more of a sort of a, a London rock running through her. So she just, you know bites you know she just gets on with it you know she realizes what uh, rose is doing she accepts it even though she's not 100 happy but she just gets on with it and she has a laugh whereas martha's mum it's like freaking hell she is one of those that you'd be having a fun time she'd turn up with that face and you'd be like oh no look out yeah it's fun's like that, over guys it? fun's over yeah i think that's the thing if they'd have made her <laughs> a little over. bit more likable fun's over <laughs> mum's here um if they'd have made her a little bit more likable, like fleshed her out a bit. But yeah, she's just so sour. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that, mate, that I just thinking. It's like you're I can just imagine like they're all round eating pizza, watching a film, few beers, and then in comes mum and everyone's like, Oh Christ. <laughs> Mum's turned up, you know, yeah. the unhappiness patrols here. Yeah, <laughs> party's over. See you later. <laughs> um, but yes, very annoying character because she's so miserable. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and she's. We get this this thing <laughs> about Saxon, don't we? Which is, um, it doesn't like because this is a very standalone story. It hasn't, like I said, it it's quite inconsequential. It wouldn't matter if it wasn't there. But yeah. we do get this thing of um, this mystery man warning. Mm. you know martha's mum about the doctor which at the time i remember thinking was great i really liked that i mean we all know what it's about now so all that mystery is gone but uh the very first time i watched this i remember thinking oh what's that's good isn't it what's going on here somebody's warning her about the doctor and where's this going so yeah i liked it at the time but as i said all that mystery is gone now so but uh but that's the only other sort of positive thing i can say really is that you know that's a good little story arc if you like with Saxon and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, her, she's not written particularly well. I don't, the actress is okay. Um, I wouldn't, she just doesn't come across as very likable. Like you said, Jackie, she's got the feistiness, which I think, you know, they're trying to bring here, but she's also quite likable at the same time, which we don't get with Martha's mum. I don't think. Yeah. I read you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Martha. Hmm. Um, I thought she's not too bad in it, actually. actually. I like Martha. Now, I wanted to ask you, actually, because Martha, she seems to have, she seems to get a lot of stick 
I don't understand it because I've always liked Martha as a companion, mm-hmm. and I've always liked Freeman Agjuman. Is that how you say it? I think so. Um, so I don't really get why Martha gets such a hard time from some quarters. Let's put it that way, because I think she's feisty. I think her acting's pretty good most of the time. Um, I think she's a good companion to the Doctor. I know she's kind of in love with him, but we don't really get all that lovey-dovey stuff like we did with Rose because the Doctor doesn't, True. you know, True. doesn't uh, respond to it. So it's a kind of unrequited love. So I, yeah, I actually like Martha. Um, I thought she was a good companion. I think she's good in this. She pretty much holds her own, doesn't she? She, mm-hmm. you know, she she gets stuck in and and and, and does her bit. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think she's good in this story. I mean, there are some stories where she's <laughs> perhaps not so good, but um, but yeah, she's fine in this, and, and I like the character, so I don't have a problem with Martha. Yes, I agree. I think she does get a fair amount of stick. Um, bearing in mind, it's hard, it's hard because there are so many fans of Rose. Mm. She's viewed as a very she's a really popular companion still. Yeah, and when you follow up with you know it's um. It's not a, it's, yeah, it's a massively difficult task, you know, to follow up on, you know, to fill those shoes. Um, but it was a hard task, I would say, because everybody really bought into Rose mm. and the character and the involvement with the Doctor and that huge, really sad ending. You know, it, that was yeah. that was a real emotional roller coaster, roller coaster. And when you finish everything up like that, and then Rose is gone. The next companion's always going to struggle. So true. I, yeah, true. Yeah, so I think um, Freema, she did, there was a certain amount of expectation on her to not be the next Rose, but to be an equally, you know, good companion. Yeah, big shoes to fill, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm with you. And I, yeah. I think she does a good job. I really like Martha as a character. I think she's a really good companion. No complaints, mm. really. But the thing that I find with, with it's, I think that there are chunks throughout each episode that I just find that Freema's just not... She's not the best actress at times. Mm. That's, for me, the thing. Um, And that's not to say that she's bad, because she's not. Because if she was that bad, she wouldn't have been cast, you know, as the main lead. So she's she's not bad. It's just there are times where I just think, you know, I would just like to have seen her let go a bit more. You know, and cut loose a bit more as a as an actress. You know, because yeah. she there are moments where she does have a little bit of a shout, you know, and stuff like that. But it just doesn't feel like she's a hundred percent letting go and you're giving her all into the character. I think she's quite she's quite. Ris- I mean, maybe that's her character. You know, because she's a doctor and she's quite you know formal and conservative. She's not like a bit of a loose cannon like Rose was. Mm-mm. You know, in such of a you know, bad, not bad girl persona, but you know where I'm going. She's not, she's a very yeah. different person to Rose, but. Did um, she only do one, she only got one series, didn't she? Because I, I mean, yeah. I suppose maybe she just was finding her feet a bit. Because um, I suppose if you get onto a second series, you kind of know where your character's going a bit. Whereas this one, perhaps she's just, I don't know. Um, she's obviously trying not to be like Rose Mark II. She's trying to be her own character. Mm. But yeah, perhaps she's just trying to find her feet. She doesn't do another series, does she? I've forgotten now. No, she just comes back for a couple of specials. That's right. She sort of pops up yeah. now and again, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. There are some bits where she's, you know, could have been better. Um, but again, I think, you know, Freeman was quite 
you know, just, just finding their feet basically and quite early on in the series and stuff. But there are other scenes that stick in my mind where I think she's fantastic. I think I absolutely love her leaving scene where she says to the doctor, you know, my friend always says, you know, so what is it about not giving up or so, or if they don't feel the same way, I don't know. She makes this speech to the doctor before she's, Okay. Before she leaves, which I always think is, is is a great performance, and I lo- I love the dialogue as well, although I can't remember any of it typically. Um, and I think she's great in Human Nature, Family of the Blood, when she's playing the sort of maid and oh, the maid, actually, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. she's superb in that episode. So I've always kind of I've always quite liked Martha as a companion. I've never quite understood why she gets so much stick from from some fans. So yeah, yeah, I'm, maybe maybe not the story. This isn't the story where she shines. Definitely not. No, no. Um, but she's. I think she's still good in it. Yeah, mm. I, mean, I don't think she gets um, a lot of stick in like, you know, people are being nasty or horrible to her as an actress or the mm. or anything like that. I think she just gets overlooked quite a overlooked, lot. Overlooked, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, in this particular episode, she's she's pretty good. Yeah, she's okay. She's fine. Yeah, um, and Mr. Tennant then. Mr. Tennant, so he's you know, um, it's his third series as well, isn't it? Now, mm-hmm. is it uh, is second? It? Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think Tennant's very comfortable in the role at this point. He certainly seems to be uh, very at ease playing the Doctor. I would say mm-hmm. um, not his strongest story, but then nothing to do with his performance, more the fact of of the script itself. So yeah, fine, good another good performance from Tennant. I think he does well with what he's given actually. Definitely shines at the end with all the stuff in the organ playing and the, you know, Sonic and all that stuff. So, yeah, he's really good. And Tennant in a tux, you know, he suits a tux. He does, yeah. They... Although I love the blue suit at the beginning. I'm always a little bit sad that he... <laughs> I love that blue suit. But, yeah, no, Tennant, perfectly good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting. One of the things that I've noticed about all our reviews is that we talk about the Doctor the least. Yeah. Out of all of the... You know, everything when we talk about the episode in general and all the direction and effects and stuff, and then we go through the cast members, we always talk about the Doctor the least amount of time, which is interesting, isn't it? Seeing as we're, you know, we're a Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, I think it's because they're generally (laughs) quite consistent. I mean, unless you get um, a particularly bad story, Mm. you know, or, or the Doctor. I mean, the Doctor's always, I think... It goes by, you know, with someone like the Tenth Doctor, he's a he's a great Doctor, so he tends to be pretty consistent. It's normally more the story, if anything, you mm-hmm. know. Not even even when you get a bad story, the Doctor's normally quite good in it. Um, but there will be the odd exception. I'm thinking, I mean, Tom Baker's one of my favourite Doctors, and I would say he's very consistent in terms of being fantastic. But I know that when we get on to, say, the Key to Time era then we're going to be perhaps talking about him a little bit more because mm. he does give a different performance. But then again, he was in the show for, you know, seven, eight years, whatever it was. So it's bound to change. So, But with someone like Tennant, that, I think they are generally quite consistent. So there isn't that much much to say, Yeah, you know, apart from they're good, yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, pretty much the same thing about Tennant. He's, he's uh, doing what he normally does, playing the Doctor very well. Mm. Um, he's got a couple of funny moments um, when he's trying, when he's being quizzed by Martha's mum. It's very funny. He doesn't know what to that's say. That's good. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, at the end, he when says he says gets... reverse polarity. Oh I'll yes, notice. yeah. A little perch we nod there. Nice little nod. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's obviously been too long, or about practice. Sorry. Yeah, I'm obviously yeah. out of practice. Yeah. Um, that's a nice little nod there. And then at the end, when he gets a slap off, um, 
Martha's mum. He's, you know, he's just sort of, he's not phased by it really, he just sort of hold his hands. He's like, why is it always mums? Always mums. Yeah. You know? So he has a couple of funny moments and then yeah, he has his usual uh, sort of great tenant way of being very shouty and lots of running and, and all that stuff, which is great in the tenant era. Um, so yeah, just a consistent performance from him, really. Nothing, he wasn't, none of those big sort of um, iconic speeches in this one didn't really call no. for it and there was nothing bad. So, uh, an overall good performance. Mm. I just realised we've missed out Mark Gatiss or Gattis. Oh, and we course. talked a little bit about him, but yeah, we should just say, what do you think of him? This Because obviously he's more known as a writer of Doctor Who, so it's quite yeah. interesting to see him crop up actually playing uh, the, the bad guy in this. Yeah, I, that's because we'd spoke about him already. I thought, you know, <laughs> I, I missed him off. But um, yeah, it's interesting because he normally, um, like you said, is, is, is behind the scenes. Um, mm. so it's quite interesting that he would put himself forward or if he was offered to do it, he sort of, you know, he did it because his acting chops for me, um, can be very good. Um, however, in this, um, I thought he was all right. Um, I found him quite creepy. I think like you yeah. said earlier, when he's in his younger form and he's, you know, he's sort of leching over people in his a bit you know, there's that sort of sinister vibe going on, which is good. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, he's, he's just okay. You know, he's not bad. It's not outstanding. Yeah, well, I, I guess say, what do, what do you think of the makeup when he's the old guy? Do you think the makeup's quite good? Yeah. Brilliant makeup. Yeah. When he's yeah. doing the, like almost like the elephant man voices and he's like, I'm going to perform a miracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's interesting why he did that. Because hmm. I don't know how old he's meant to be when he's old, old. Doesn't he say 76 or is something it 76, like that? Is it? Okay. I think so. I'm 76. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he turns from being really sort of overly old school British, you know, posh voice hmm. into just being like a normal, you know, he doesn't really sound like that. So I, I don't know. It's okay. I mean, the makeup's amazing, like, the, you know, how they made him look as an old person. Does look good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just performance-wise, just okay. Nothing stand out. Nothing. You don't remember him. When you think about the Lazarus experiment, you don't think about the episode because of Mark Gatz's performance. No, in fact, I actually you know? it sounds awful, but I often forget he's even in it. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, you know, I don't like you said. I don't not don't mean that. In, sorry, that sounded a bit harsh. But what I mean is, I don't. It's not the first thing I think of when I think of the Lazarus yeah. experiment. Yeah. I suppose um, he's quite good at the end, though. I think that's when he finally starts to give a bit of um give a bit of something it's when he's in the cathedral and he's wrapped in his towel and he looks oh, quite yeah. sort of um yeah. looks quite sort of defenseless or obviously he's not um and all that sort of stuff so he's quite good in that sense because he again he comes across as quite creepy um because he's just knocked off those two poor ambulance people um but yeah it's a it's a, a good if not outstanding performance isn't it yeah, yeah, and that, that is his best scene at the end, really, where he's mm-hmm. he's given a bit more to to work with. Yeah, you know, and stuff. So it, it's okay. I think, yeah, I mean, as an episode, it's mainly remembered for David Tennant in a tux, um, yeah, and uh, and some crazy scorpion spider monster thing that didn't look very good. That's what I always think of that thing. Yeah. That's what I think of. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice scene at the end of Martha getting the TARDIS key. That's the only other thing oh, yeah. I would yep. sort of add to this. That's a nice, nice to see her being invited on board the TARDIS for however many stories she gets. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. But yeah, that's quite nice. Yes. Uh, 
anything you want to mention before we get on to our scores on the doors no no i think we've covered it mate there is something written at the bottom of my pad which i've been trying to read <laughs> for the last five minutes because i can't read my terrible writing so whatever yeah. that very important point is will never be known it just says dr playing 10 i don't know what it is i've written there <laughs> that was my last point but i can't read my awful writing so no idea it might be 10 playing the organ actually maybe that's i was just probably. saying how good it was yeah yeah that's probably what let's let's go with that so right. no no i think we've covered it mate yeah it's you to go first Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, right. Um, I'm scoring this 5.5 out of 10. 5.5. Very middle of the road. Yeah, yes. just middle. I went with that extra 0.5 just because I don't think it's terrible. It's definitely watchable. So 5.5. Okay, I was slightly more ruthless and I went with a 5. Okay, well, that's fair enough, yeah. Because I thought it was bang down the middle. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yes, right. What did um, our lovely listeners think? Oh, yes. Ooh. Uh, let's Always do an, like to know. Let's do an audio review first. This is Owen Daly. Hi, guys. Hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week. Um, just want to point out, sorry for not sending in an audio clip last week, as I intended to watch Romans, but I never got around to watching it because of school, life, and the rest, which is pretty typical. So I'll get around to watching it, but it sounded like a good enough story. So, the Lazarus experiment. Uh, series 3 is my favourite series of the modern um, series, but this definitely falls into the, the weaker half of it. Uh, I find nothing too major happens in it, and um, it doesn't have any long-lasting effects. However, I do like how we get to see Martha's family a lot more and we get to know them. I like to see Ten in that Bond-style suit. I think he looks very, very well in it and yeah, he just looks great in it. The monster in the story was pretty average um, and I wasn't a huge fan of how it's this massive mutated monster as I think it would have looked a lot better if it was kind of deformed like in the Planet of Evil except a bit more exaggerated than that but kind of stayed looking human but a lot more deformed. Um, it's very forgettable as well and... Uh, if only the name of like Lazarus was in the title, I wouldn't be able to remember his name. Mark Adis was kind of wasted in the story, as I think he he's a better actor than that, and this story didn't give him too much of a too much to do. But I'd like to see him return uh, to do some more acting chops because he can do them. Uh, there's some good foreshadowing in the story with the Lazarus machine that makes him young, if you get me, and the Saxon references, which both lead nicely into the season finale. I like Martha and Tish together and I would love to see them together like in a TARDIS team because I think Tish, Martha and the Doctor would have made a great TARDIS team and seeing the chemistry would have been fantastic. Um, it's a good and a bad story so I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. So thanks for listening and enjoy what's left of the show. Thank you very much, Owen. Cheers, Owen. Yeah, I hope you enjoy the, the Romans if you get around to watching it. It's a very Marmite one that. I listened to a <laughs> podcast after ours that absolutely destroyed it. Right. They hated it. So, yeah. So, be interested to see what you think of it. We, yes. quite, we quite liked it. Yes. And don't worry about not sending in clips and stuff like that. Uh, we know all too well how uh, life Life gets in the way. It does, yeah. So, not yeah. to worry. Right. Over on Twitter, uh, Rainer, uh, Twitter name, at Potterfan92, uh, says, It's just an okay episode, not one that I go back to that often. Mm, um, yeah. And Dan Kenworthy, his Twitter name is at Dan WFA, says, love the Lazarus experiment. Uh, such an experiment of an episode showing really showing a really neat idea of a villain. Mm, okay. Over on Facebook, uh, Charlie Turner says, uh, I don't really find it that bad. Uh, I like how it tied in with the finale a bit. 
always like stories like that if it's written well. Unlike the Series 6 finale, The Wedding of River Song. I hated that finale mm. and I still hate it now. But when I think of the Lazarus experiment, I say it's watchable. Definitely not the best, but not the worst either. Although I think the Lazarus monster design is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, but I loved uh, the 10th Doctor's outfit. He definitely resembled James Bond to me, as it was pointed out in the episode for a brief moment. Uh, but I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. Yep. Uh, Jeff Waddle says, Awful. Uh, a poorly realised monster, little plot, and easily one of the worst episodes of Tenant's run. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. blame the actors, just think the script is poor, and their lines are laughably bad. He gives it a 2. A 2 from Jeff. Yes. Lewis Palmer, I've always loved this story. Granted, the memories of being five and watching volume two uh, of series three, which was the first two who I ever got uh, on a loop, might not help. But even so, I think it's a great one. Uh, The monster is pretty creepy, especially the voice, although everything about the origin feels like it could have been lifted out of a Spider-Man story. Uh, The Doctor Mm. trying to fit in uh, to a party is very funny. and I love the whole monster movie feel to it all. Um, it's not perfect by any means there are things that don't make sense and the CGI is occasionally dated but when I was younger that didn't matter and I was going on a fun scary adventure with the Doctor uh, as I say it's not perfect um, but if I ever want to relax with a Who story I find myself picking this one a lot it's pure dumb fun that I love viewing every time 8.5 ah fair enough yeah so that's quite high school yeah mm. interesting view it's, um, it's cool that the nostalgia plays a part in his thoughts on this because we all have that from time yeah. to time don't we with things where we were younger you know when we were a young lad and we were <laughs> watching you know something it's definitely has a, an impact the last an impact on our view on things but um yeah cheers oh, Lewis. yeah definitely uh yeah. final audio clip this is from joe sweeney hello again adam hope you're too well the last was experiment in my opinion is quite a decent story out of series three it kicked off nicely with the doctor drops mother back on modern day earth and then later on they decide to investigate um, Professor Lasser's technology and his power behind it and this episode has got a combination of great storyline, dialogue concept and formation and and I think it's clever how the story all ties in so very nicely with the two part series finale and, and it's got a couple of good reference of the Howard Saxon arc. And I was invested of of Lazarus, of how he set his goal on from going from being old to be young and live forever. And that his experiment goes horribly wrong and he ends up being transformed into this gigantic monster. And I and I thought Lazarus Monster was very well thought up and very well created. And I thought um, Margatis portrayed the character so very well. And and as all rounds to good acting from David Tennant and Freema Anjuman. And and I thought Martha's family was very well developed. But however, I do find Martha's mum quite annoying. Hmm. Um, so it's going to be a seven and a half out of ten. Thank you very much, Joe. Did you get not get an audio clip from Paul Burns? Paul Burns. Yeah, he sent me um he sent me a message oh, two days ago. He just said, "Oh, can you can you use this clip instead of the one I sent?" And I said, "No." I said, "You you need to send it to the to this address." I sent him the link, but did did we not get anything from him? Uh, I just have a double check. I must start. I always forget to check these things. 
Um, if it's not there, don't worry. I just—it's only because he messaged me that made me think of it. Perhaps he uh, never. Perhaps he never resent it. Let's have a look. No, buddy. No. No. Okay. No. No worries. No worries. It's only because he messaged me that I th even thought of it. But perhaps he never got around to send it because he he sent me a. a audio clip on facebook okay and it was really good and it's the first one he said oh i've been meaning to send one for ages um and i finally did it and i said oh it's really good i said but you need to send it because i can't take it from messenger i don't know how you do that i said i can't lift it so you need to send it to the email address oh but yeah obviously yes um i saw that he had sent something through on facebook um, oh, but for the same he? reason oh. i couldn't lift it out of there no um no. so did you ask him to email it in then yeah, I sent right. him the email address. I said to him, I'll oh, say so that's why then. So he sent it on Facebook, but not. No, I told him, I said, it needs needs to be sent to the email address. I'll I'll, I'll message him later and just say, you know, if you're doing audio clip in the future, you need to send it to this address because we can't lift it from Facebook. Yeah. Um, so, Series 3, the Lazarus Experiment. I can actually play it if you want. I can play it through now. And it will come through if you want. Is I it is it the... Uh, yeah, but I'm wondering if it's the because he said he sent one, and then he said, "Can we not use that one? Can we use this one?" I'm just wondering if you got one or two. Just one, the first one. Yeah, sod it. I'll message. I'll just say to him, "You need no," because it it'll probably, it won't be the one he wants played. Right, right. Yeah, it'll true. be the one that I've got. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, it's his own fault for not sending it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right, no. I'll, I'll message you, mate. I'll just say, look, if you we can only do it from the email, so yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Uh, right, I'll kick back in with going back to Facebook then. Okay. Right, back on Facebook, George Coppen says, Normal, nothing special. Villain is okay, not an episode I rushed to watch again and again, uh, much before uh, the two episodes before it. Five out of ten. Oh, yeah. George not Cheers, liking George. it. Yep. Um, Alan Percival says, An awful story, which I have mm. never revisited. Oh, dear. Oh, dearie me. Miles McKenzie. This has got to be one of the best filler episodes of all time. Uh, mm. The science geek line is one of Tennant's best, and Martha's family got lovely character development. This episode feels like anyone can watch it and understand what's happening. And Martha gets her key in this one, which is a very nice moment. Lazarus Creature was an interesting concept uh, with cells in our body that don't actually do anything. Uh, overall, 8.5. He's got a good point about it. It is one that anybody could sit and watch. That's true. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, if you yeah. sort of had the family around, oh, Doctor Who's on, do you mind if I watch it? Oh, but we don't like Doctor Who. Everybody could just sit and watch this and they're easy to follow, let's put it that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, Greg Toby says, didn't really enjoy this one. Uh, the monster was a bit rubbish. The plot was ropey and the script, don't even get me started on the script. Um, it's even ropier <laughs> than the plot. Uh, and that's saying something and he gives it a 2 out of 10. Oh dear, a few people saying about the script as mm. well. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly on Facebook, Sammy Satine. So the doctor goes to drop Martha off home but sees Professor Lather Lazarus is up to something. They go and investigate, and along the way, Martha's uh they meet Martha's family. Uh, Lazarus turns himself into some sort of monster and kills a few people, including his wife. Uh can the doctor stop Lazarus? Um first of all, I'd like to stand up for Tish. Uh she sticks up mm. for her sister when her mother starts asking questions about the doctor. Helps her sister help the Doctor defeat Lazarus and is the only member of the family to accept the Doctor the doctor into their lives. Yeah. So I like it. Uh, the rest of Martha's family, they just never really do it for me. 
Martha's mother is not very well written, in my opinion. I think the actress who plays her is great. I've seen her in other things, Jonathan Creek and Broadchurch, and she's been great. Uh, She's in Broadchurch. Yeah, uh, I like Martha. Uh, She thinks for herself and she gets uh, things to do in this episode. Uh, DNA sample from Lazarus, uses a sonic screwdriver to get everyone out of the building, entices Lazarus up the stairs in the clock tower. Um, Only thing that annoys me about Martha in series three is how she constantly mentions that she's in love with the doctor and how he doesn't love her. Boo hoo hoo. Uh, Mm. Mark Gattis does creepy old man and smug younger man rather well. Uh, David looks great in his tux and he pulls off a great performance um, in this even managing a third doctor reference. It shouldn't take that long to reverse the polarity. Yay. Yay. Um, Shame he didn't add. um, uh, uh, Shame he didn't add. Uh, of the neutron flow, <laughs> but you can't yeah. have everything. Uh, I also love how we get uh, the conversations between Lazarus and the Doctor about living longer and how that can be a curse. Uh, one thing that gets me, though, is the two endings. Lazarus being defeated by his machine feels like a good ending, but then I like the playing of the organ and using the sonic sound wave to defeat him. Uh, I wish it didn't have two endings, but then again, David in a tux, 10 out of 10. Fair point, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Sammy. That's it on the official Facebook page. Did you have anything on the Geeks handbag? Yeah, I had a couple, yeah. So I had uh, Mark Daniel Mooney. It's a good name, isn't it? Solid episode. CGI was good. Good, straightforward story, he says. Jason Howe says, hmm, I rate this as one of the worst of the Temp Doctor stories, so not a fan. <laughs> Patrick Sherwood, Sherwood, he says, it's okay, I don't mind the story, but it would not be a story that I would watch unless I'm doing a marathon where I'm watching all the new series stories in a row. Uh, so basically, it's not one he reaches for, and he would give it a 7.5 out of 10. And finally, Loopy Land, uh, Loopy Lou, she says, I really enjoy this one. Mark Gatiss uh, was brilliant, but I'm not a fan of the CGI monster. I think it let the side down rather. Good story, though. She would give it six out of ten. Thanks, Lou. Six out of ten. Hmm. Yeah. Dokey. So real mixed bag, actually, this one, because we've had some people that we've had nobody that really. Oh, no, we did have one or two. One person really loved it. That was Lewis, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Really liked it. Yeah. But most people like us middle of the road and a few people who think is dreadful. So yeah. kind of middle to bottom this one, isn't it? And then just one or two that really like it. Yeah. And Sammy likes it for 10 Sammy likes tucks. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Um, Okie Um Yeah. So, yeah, a total mixed bag. Mm. Total mixed bag, but mainly script letting it down, you know, poor or script and story, basically, but a few good elements in there. Mm. We won't be having Mr. Greenhorn back for series 10 or 11, I hope. <sighs> Mr. Greenhorn, you're not, you're not coming back. You're no, out sorry, there. You've had two goes. <laughs> you've now got to join Moffat out Although... in the rain, just watching through the window. <laughs> <laughs> just watching a TV in, a, in an Argos window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> bottle in a brown bag yeah <laughs> issue my uh, yeah just, my gig you know she's my show yeah well you shouldn't have mucked about with it should you no you shouldn't have mucked about <laughs> as, uh, as russell t davis drives by in a porsche and splashes water over him. yeah with his sunglasses just raised up big smile yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we move on to what we're doing next week, I'd just like to say, if you want to send us your reviews, audio clips, anything of that nature, there are two ways that you can do that. Just a friendly reminder, really. Uh, the first one is 
you can give us a written review any way you like. That can be on Twitter, on Facebook, it can be on Snapchat, it can be on um, Instagram, um, uh, or if you want to jump onto the official Facebook page, that's where um, that's where the the post goes each week for the story that we're reviewing. Um, so you can send us written stuff, or you can email us. Um, if you just send an email to hello at bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk, that will come through to us. Um, so all the written stuff, if you want to just do typey-typey, send it to any of those, that's all good. If you want to send an audio clip, which we love it when you guys send us your audio clips, um, you need to attach that to an email. Um, so a few times in the past, people have sent audio clips in um, uh, via Facebook, or they've tried to do like a Dropbox link that's failed, or whatever it is. Um, so if you want to send an audio clip, uh, we'd love that. You just need to attach it to an email. So hello at bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. Get that through to us and we'll get it into the show. Perfect. Perfect. Right, next week, talking of reversing polarity. Mm, we're third gonna, Doctor story. Yeah, we're going to visit old, uh, old Ruffles <laughs> next week. Adam, what are we going to review next week? Next week, it's the maggots. <laughs> maggots attack <laughs> in the green death. <laughs> the maggots the maggots attack yes the yeah. giant larvae 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 whatever yeah green um, screen at the ready yes oh crikey moses mm. um so yeah uh pertwee story pertwee my wife will kill me she hates me saying pertwee uh right pertwee pertwee per yeah i have to put i have to clearly pronounce the t oh right if i say pertwee per and I get a right-hander like Tennant you gets get, you from. You get a Martha's bum slap yes. around the chops. So next week, it's a Pertwee story, mm. uh, The Green Death. So looking forward to your reviews and thoughts and clips mm. and whatever on that one. It's going to be good. Um, but until then, I think we're going to close for 109. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and joining us for this episode this week, 109. Uh, we had some um, some rather interesting news bits. I'm really interested to see what you guys think about class because um, other than seeing just people fling the odd uh, Twitter comment around and stuff like that, um, I mean, I'm sure that you and I will talk about it once it's gone out the first episode oh we will yeah um, we will but we'd still like to know what you guys think of the upcoming spin-off show class interesting to gauge what the Hooniverse is thinking mm. or our listeners anyway regarding class because I'm pretty sure that we'll see you know some more teaser images and hopefully a trailer over the next few weeks as we run up to the pilot going out yeah it's got to start ramping up very soon as it must do I yeah, would unless, so. unless yeah. it's going to be very low key, which I don't think it is. So yeah, we've got to start ramping up. So they took him out to America for goodness' sake. So come on, we need yeah, we need some stuff. We do, yes. Right. So head over to our website. We have a website. It is at www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk or .com, whatever tickles your fancy. Uh, and on there, you can listen to this episode again. Or you can listen to all the previous episodes and you can also link off to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and that stuff. And you can also hit the big button that will 
take you over to iTunes so you can subscribe and never miss an episode, which goes out every Friday, every Friday morning at 7 a.m. sharp. None, yeah. of, none of this broken time, like the doctor not oh, being able to. Like you know. a broken clock. <laughs> Better time than you. So it goes out every <laughs> Friday at 7. Um, and if you are an iTunes listener, if you could give us a rating and a review, that would be amazing because it really helps us. Uh, we had a couple of people leave uh, very lovely comments once again over the last week. So a massive thank you. That's really cool. Remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Just do a search for The Geek's Handbag on YouTube and Facebook. Plenty of good stuff there. Um, looking forward to your thoughts on the Green Death next week. Uh, we'll read them all out and play them, you know, whatever you like uh, next week. That'd be good. So until then, my name's Gary. And my name's Adam. And remember... Let's get it right. And...